Hello and welcome back to another episode of Control-Alt-Delete. My guest today is Dan Murray-Serta. He is the co-founder of the brain, health and mental wellness company, Heights. He is also the host of the top UK podcast, Secret Leaders, which is a brilliant business podcast. I really recommend it. And he also hosts another podcast that I love called Brain Care. He is a thought leader on topics such as mental health, spirituality and entrepreneurship. He also writes about these topics for Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine. And he was a really great guest. We spoke about startup founder burnout, why he wanted to create a smart supplement to look after our brains, why it's so important to take care of our brains and his experience with finding ways to manage his own mental health. Hope you enjoyed this episode with Dan. And if you did, please do consider leaving us a tweet or a Instagram message or even leave a little review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I would be very grateful. Hope you enjoyed this episode and here it is. So I'm so excited to have Dan on Control Alt Delete. I've wanted to talk to you for a long time. So welcome. Thanks for having me, Emma. Big fan. I'm on day five of Heights, my little vitamin. Is that how you describe it? Vitamin? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't describe it as a little vitamin, but you know, <laughs> I'm giving you artistic license to call it what you want. It's a smart supplement. Smart supplement. And it's not little, like you say, it's packed full of amazing stuff. And we'll get onto that in a little bit, but really excited to to be trying it. I'm so into taking this next step on taking care of my brain because I, I don't take care of what I put into my body that much. So yeah, it's I'm an alien the, concept to most. Yeah, I'm at the beginning. So I'll quiz you a bit more on heights in a minute, but I wanted to start off at the beginning, well, sort of the beginning, which when I Googled you, obviously I know you through your podcast, through Heights, through Secret Leaders podcast, which is amazing. But I had no idea that you founded Gravel. Oh yeah, oh yeah, so like an old old school fan. Yeah, that's that's for my sins. That was um, very exciting journey that ended obviously terribly, like a lot of startups do. But for a period of time, super super exciting. Yeah, because I worked at online magazines. I think during the time maybe that Gravel was um had the spotlight on it I suppose everyone was sort of talking about it and I just wondered how did that experience of having something quite publicly hyped I suppose and lots of people getting excited about it I'm, I'm guessing what you're doing now is sort of informed by you have a different maybe measure of success would that be correct 100% yeah um grapple you know, just for a little bit of the tiny background, I mean, uh, the Daily Mail called it the Tinder of fashion. And once the Daily Mail called it anything, it's game over. There's all anyone will re- reference. Um, so for simplicity, Tinder of fashion. And um, it was a very exciting ride. We managed, we launched this app. Um, you know, it sort of sounds like it happened overnight, but actually the reality is, you know, it was about a year of, of nothing and then a last hit wonder of, of marketing, learning how to trend on Twitter and managed to get it up to the top of the app store. And it really caught like a national uh, sentiment of excitement in, in mobile shopping. And so we stayed up in essentially being the, the most popular shopping app in, in the UK, um, even more so than Depop at the time. You know, we were constantly... It was Arsenal Depop at like all these different awards and we kept winning over Depop and obviously they won the war, so to speak, um, because we certainly lost uh, lost the war, but won a few battles. Um, and 
you know, I learned so much in the experience. Like I wasn't necessarily ready for it mentally either. I was, you know, young, inexperienced. Founder was my first time raising money, growing a team, etc. You know, we went from um, literally two guys fiddling around, not really knowing what to do in like a basement bunker in Shoreditch to like a team of 50 within a year. Um, and all the leadership challenges that come with that and not knowing how to handle it. Um, you know, got very caught up in every paper, every journalist, every award. Everyone was always giving everything to, to us. It was amazing and exciting. And, you know, we had acquisition offers from ASOS and like all this stuff, you know, interesting conversations meeting, you know, the founder of ASOS. It was all very exciting. And like, you know, I would say, interestingly, not even enough time to handle the ego experience of it <laughs> because it was just happening too quickly to even sort of catch our breath and, and enjoy the moments of it. But learned so many valuable lessons. And I think, you know, the number one takeaway that I took from Gravel that I really, really remember is um, le essentially leadership, better leadership. You know, I thought that my job as the founder was to answer everyone's questions. Every time I hired someone, you know, it was to lead from the front, be really smart and impressive and have all the answers. But you now as a 28 year old kid, essentially, like I'm not meant to have all of the answers in this. And um, I never really employed the right leadership psychology to enable my team to have better answers. And this time around with Heights, the people that we've hired and how we've gone about hiring has been the most conscious decision ever learning from failure. Because at the end of the day, a founder is a bottleneck. Um, you can't be answering questions. If you have to answer questions about what your product should do, what you should say, how it should run, you'll never ever scale and it will cause massive um, mental health problems, which you know I suffered from burnout badly during Gravel and it's really obvious why. Um, and, and yeah, so like this time around, like the number one thing that we've been super conscious of is the types of people, one of our, like we start with values, for example, one of our values is, is humor and humility. So we won't hire anyone that has any inkling of ego. And we have a whole bunch of different tests and way we do that. Um, but, you know, ultimately, a lot of it's about empowering the people that work for us to come up with the answers themselves. And if they ask us how we should do something, we just repeat the question back to them. So we, we can be kind of annoying, like coach founders now very much you know classic coaching technique of don't give anyone the answer just sort of ask them the right questions but it's been a great learning experience yeah because that's amazing so it sounds like when you're catapulted into that limelight and like you say I don't think any human being wouldn't go down the little bit of an ego route at the start because you just For think sure. oh my god this is happening and then I'm guessing it was like boot camp at the end of the day that you learned so much in a short space of time. But I was wondering, yeah. you know, you talk so brilliantly about mental health now. What was the timeline in terms of you knowing something wasn't quite right? Because I guess Grabble was happening and you also have spoken on other podcasts about personal stuff, um, you know, people passing away, like going through stuff in your personal life. When, mm. when was the point where you thought, I'm, I'm actually not okay? Well, it's a great question because I think a lot of the time you don't really notice or label um, something as not okay. And a lot of the time it's in reflection. So, you know, I talk about the fact that when my father passed away, you know, I went through a really clearly depressive spell of six months of basically not believing in anything, being very apathetic to um, a higher purpose or a point of life or anything like that. Um, and it was only on reflection later that I realized I was obviously depressed over that period. You know, I didn't want to see anyone, talk to anyone, do anything, even be with my mom. Like, I just didn't want to do stuff. Um, and the more you learn about mental health, the more you know the signs. So I was never diagnosed, but it's like, that's obviously what that was. Um, I also, you know, my burnout experience, I sort of just, I 
like through the gravel, you know, I couldn't get out of bed for three weeks, pretty much. It was just like completely apathetic, couldn't work. But I kind of just at the time thought I had a bug. But actually, now I know all the signs and science around burnout. I had every single symptom going um, and I just needed to stop work for a bit, which is exactly what burnout forces you to do. Um, mm-hmm. You can't work because you can't literally engage, can't even open an email without really. I mean, you can't. You just literally your body just says no. So it's really interesting. It's like a total off switch in the extreme. And you sort of test yourself each day being like, can I do it today? And you have a look and suddenly you're like, no, nope, definitely can't. Yeah, it's super weird. Um, that is so, so interesting, though. Did you have any uh, now when you look back, do you know your own burnout early, early warning signs like a little well, amber light? Yeah, coming so. Up? It's a good question. There's lots of different signs for burnout. Um, and actually, I've you know, done an interview in a podcast um, on our Brain Care podcast at Heights with an expert in burnout. Like He is a professor, um, a doctor at LSE. That's literally what he teaches and studies along with perfectionism. And um, he, um, you know, he talks a lot about the signs are like a creeping sense of apathy. So like a creeping sense of like not really caring about the thing that you're meant to care about. That's like a really classic sign of burnout. But, you know, overwork is like another thing. And it's a really interesting one because um, the truth is I never really cared that much about gravel. Um, It was like an idea. I started it. I don't really care about fashion or shopping or anything. I'm just like a creative who happened to have a good idea with my business partner and it caught fire. Um, And it's not very conscious or purposeful. And one of the traps that people don't really think about in entrepreneurship is like, you know, if you come up with an idea, it might be the thing that defines you. So this time round with heights you know we not only spent a long time thinking about the type of company we want to be the values we have what we're looking to do with our lives and the kind of people and concepts and ideas that we want to share with the world and, and the ways we want to do that but you know the, the the downside or flip side to all of it potentially is um it is possible that because i'm enjoying heights so much because i get so much personal fulfillment out of every single day and i want to squeeze every minute out of every day because i love it so much it's also possible to burn yourself out that way without actually consciously realizing it so what i've been very good at again learning loads about mental health according to science and experiences from people is just scheduling space scheduling downtime in my calendar like it's part of work so um a really healthy tactic that i do is you know i schedule you know, my Peloton is an exercise. I schedule my walks. You know, it's not the same time every day because my days kind of change, but I stick in an hour for my walk. I stick in half an hour for a nap quite often, by the way, um, you know, three or four o'clock. I mean, it's the best thing about lockdown. So it's really interesting because Heights is essentially a brain care company. So whilst we make a single product at the moment, the smart supplement, the reality is like all of the content and all like our newsletters, our podcasts, like we see ourselves as a publisher, publishing ways that people can take care of their brain. And what we talk about internally at the company um, in terms of like a job to be done, like are we successful when? The answer isn't we are successful when X many people buy our products. It's we're successful when X many people are improving their brain care habits and they might not be customers. So our North Star metric, so to speak, that keeps us quite purposeful as a company and attracts people to work with us, including scientists and and others, is that we're not actually in the business of selling products. We're in the business of helping people create better brain care regimes and routines. And if those are our products, great, but we kind of see ourselves in category creation, which means that, you know, we're hopefully encouraging other people to come up with products that they want to put into this brain care space. And I guess, from a, a thought exercise or positioning point of view that we we considered was, you know, there are products that, like supplements in the market, like nootropics, 
that people are familiar with, which are basically, you know, quick fixes. Ultimately, their nickname is smart drugs. And I am like your archetypal, like, run a mile from any get rich quick scheme. And I feel the same way about quick fix pills and things like that. I feel like there's an unbelievably irresponsible way to communicate in society. Um, every short term, and we talked about this before, right? But, you know, all self-help, all longevity comes down to buying into long term over short term. So anyone that's sort of buying into this quick fix, where, whatever, wherever it manifests in your life, is never, ever going to solve an, any problem for you. And I think the thing that I'm super inspired by is the beauty industry. Um, because apart from the way that they approach packaging, so, you know, you've seen our products, like we reinvented the packaging entirely based on habit formation. So the typical behavior for a customer is they will, um, they'll buy supplements. So the intention is there, but then they'll go in a supplement cupboard and they'll forget about it. So it's not really about the intention. It's about sticking to the habit. And we did loads of product research design because we're from tech. So we don't, we had no idea about what people do or what's normal, right? Because we're not from the industry. So instead we asked people, what are their behaviors? How do they take supplements? What do they do? And we saw the same thing every time. So we put all this effort into redesigning the entire packaging experience so people love the bottle, keep it out in their environment in front of them. It's either by their desk, um, by their uh, bed or in their workspace. And they remember because it's in front of your mind and they take it every day and the habit builds. And that's, what is so fascinating about also being a complete novice and knowing nothing about an industry is asking the stupid questions so that you can uncover a new insight. And the beauty industry does that so well. Their packaging is beautiful and perfumes are beautiful. And so they think about how the container is part of the brand experience. For some reason, no one in supplements does that. So um, very quickly going back, like we take our inspiration from beauty a lot because hair care, skin care, nail care, but even like, you know, in the dentist industry, like oral care, you know, they've nailed the message of saying a little bit every day will literally stop decay and improve your overall sense of well-being, health. You know, your body will look better. You will glow. Might not be today, but might be in a month, might be in two months and certainly in the long term. And that's the right kind of messaging. That's what actually helps people create sustainable habits in their life that improve things. And the thing that we can't really get our heads around, if you pardon the pun, is that there isn't a brain care thing no one no one has this idea in society really of responsibly saying hey looking after your brain every day is a super important thing and the most scientifically researched and under communicated area of that as I discovered is nutrition it's so interesting because I guess I am so curious about this stuff and also very cynical at the same time about this stuff. And I know most of us are because we're we're advertised things on Instagram now. I've been catfished so many times from buying some makeup or fashion things and then it arrives and it's not what I bought. And what is so brilliant about what you're doing is I know I, I read the story on your website of how you yourself benefited from these supplements or at least the ones you were buying and then you went and tailored it and just knowing that the founder takes the product themselves that was such a I mean it's obvious but it it really sold it to me immediately that I was so curious and I'm so excited to be trying them yeah I mean I went on a journey I mean I can share very quickly if it's helpful but um you know I went on a journey from absolute skeptic for clarity, like total skeptic, like everyone else, because I've read that supplements don't work and all this other stuff. And, um, you know, I, my experience was before I started Heights, I was extremely happy. You know, you talked earlier, you know, about um, mental health problems. 
So the only time I ever really knew I had a problem was when, and it's a very male archetype thing to say, but like men love to label, you know, as, as we know, love to label and find a solution for things rather than just sitting with the experience. And so, you know, one, one day I was super happy in my life. Everything was objectively great. And I'm quite a lucky glass half full mentality anyway. Um, and I just couldn't sleep. So one night I just sort of went to bed. Well, I, woke, I, I could sleep, but I woke up at 2 a.m. And I was wide awake and I stayed awake all night. And I was like, okay, fair enough. You know, go to bed the next night, same thing happens. And this starts to become a pattern. And being completely honest with you, after like three or four days, I was like, this is actually pretty cool. I've done like eight hours of work before I've even turned up at the office. Um, and I'm wide awake and I've got energy. And maybe I'm like the next Elon Musk. Um, but sadly, that, that, that story I told myself, you know, started to unwind very quickly. So... In you know, after that, bad, yeah, really bad. And after a week of this, I started to get incredibly bad anxiety. Um, you know, and I joke sometimes, you know, anxiety is a very common issue for an entrepreneur because it's all about manifesting the future, which hasn't happened yet. And but that's what an entrepreneur needs to do. They need to imagine the future they want to live in and build towards it. So it is pretty normal to have anxious feelings and be anxious if you're an entrepreneur. It's literally part of the of the parcel. However, this was like chronic. So this was like breaking out in cold sweats during a meeting. This was like a sense, you know, I had to like walk out the office repeatedly, just so nervous about everything. And it's not very much like my personality. So very new experiences for me, quite embarrassing at times as well, including in board meetings and stuff. Um, so I was obviously desperate to try anything that would work. So I tried um, you know, well, firstly, I went to the doctor. Most important thing is to say I went to the doctor and he gave me sleeping pills, which I didn't want to take because I didn't think that would solve anything. And I was kind of irritated that that was the solution. And I do believe in finding long term solutions for things. Like I said, I'm not big into quick fixes wherever I can avoid them. So I knew that wouldn't be the thing. Um, I tried calm. I tried sleepio. I went to a sleep therapist. I tried cutting out coffee changing my diet. I was exercising regularly. I'm like into wellness because my father died young. So like of ill health. So I am into wellness. So this is the thing. I'm like an objectively healthy person, not obsessive. You know, I'm not like a bodybuilder. I'm not measuring things by the microgram. I'm just making sure that I'm generally healthy. So this is all like really hard for me to unpack because, you know, I'm doing these tests on myself to be like, something's got to work. Um, and in the end, I went for dinner with a friend and she told me, you know, have you ever heard of brain nutrition? And I was like, no, no idea what you're talking about. It sounds super bizarre. And she's like, go see a dietitian. So I did. Um, and, you know, like you said, you know, being sold things on Instagram. I'm a highly skeptical guy, not taking supplements, heard they don't really work. And also often being fed them through some kind of sales funnel by a nutritionist, which is essentially everyone on Instagram, self-proclaimed nutritionist. So I'm like, I don't even know what a dietitian is. And she explains, look, a dietitian is medically trained like scientifically trained in the NHS, et cetera. Um, and they deal with sick people. They use nutritional intervention on sick people. Anyone can be a nutritionist. Doesn't mean that there are obviously good ones and bad ones, but they deal with healthy people. So generally speaking, if you have a problem, you should be sent to a dietitian as one of the obvious things. Um, she was not a lot of fun or very personable, I have to say, but she was very much terrible bedside manner. But she was just like, take, like she basically just prescribed me supplements. She said, she's like five minutes explaining my symptoms. And she said, take DHA omega-3 supplements, B vitamin complex, and blueberry extract. The reasons, by the way, were omega-3 is because your brain is mostly made of omega-3s. So DHA omega-3 is the number one component of your brain. 25% of your whole brain mass is made of it. And um, whether it's for long-term long health, you know, all the related studies with Alzheimer's and dementia, as well as current like day mental performance and issues of mental health, 
surprisingly, a lot of them come down to omega-3 deficiencies. It's just kind of hard to track. So it was a pump by her, but she was like, take DHA omega-3, um, take B vitamin complex because it's an energy regulator when you're having a spike at 2 a.m. And like, that's where we get our energy from. And then um, I mean, her final one was blueberry extract because it's an antioxidant. I was having insomnia issues and it would clean out my glymphatic system of my brain, which obviously meant nothing to me, but I was desperate. So my journey started by going to Holland and Barrett, buying them, showing her. And then she was like, oh, God, sorry, I should have told you, don't go to Holland and Barrett or Boots because they're super low quality. And there's this weird thing in supplements where there's a massive discrepancy between the marketing claim and the scientific dosage. So you can sell... I mean, obvious story here is uh, Seven Cs, number one omega-3 brand in the world, so obviously what I bought. But the scientific dose you're supposed to have, according to any studied paper, is 250 milligrams, and Seven Cs put in 45 per day because that's what they can get away with in marketing to make a claim. So you'd have to take their product for six days straight to have an impact. So a lot of people that buy high street supplements for around 10, 15 quid or whatever, they think they're getting a good deal and that's the price, but actually they're low quality. And when they don't work, people say supplements don't work. And this is part of the whole issue. So she just said, it's so interesting. And it's just like the industry has shot itself in the foot by just completely finding this loophole they can exploit. So she just said, go to Holland and Barrett or, or Whole Foods, sorry, go to Planet Organic or Whole Foods, go to a quality place where you'll be shocked at the prices, but what you're getting is what you act- what you need and it will make a difference. So I spent like 120 pounds on these three things, which seemed absurd to me, returned the others, thank God. Um, and within seven days, I started sleeping till five, 10 days of sleeping till seven, suddenly like no anxiety and like blown away that this stuff had worked. Called her up, super excited to tell her. And instead of her being like, happy for me or excited, she's literally just bland and was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. Next. Yeah, and she was just like, it is really interesting. Her demeanor was generally just about um, being bored of having conversations with people that tell her supplements don't work and her having to explain there's a difference between, you know, it, you get what you pay for, there's good and bad. Yes, they work. On to the next one. Glad you're cured. Tell your friends kind of thing. And I was just like, you know, as an entrepreneur, unbelievably fascinated by multiple things. One, personal attachment to solving the biggest issue I'd had in my life so far, which is undiagnosable issue that was was my new reality and ruining my life. Second, like I'd been in tech, right? Building gravel and innovating was unbelievably hard and like led to like part of our downfall why it didn't work. This was like, you can actually make an amazing brand and innovate in the whole category by not ripping customers off. That seems easy enough to do. And then the third was like just loving reading science papers about what else I could do to make my brain better. Um, you know, it's like you said, finding a lot of Instagram related marketing funnels from charismatic people versus science papers from obviously people with low ego that don't get any credibility, um, don't get any public cred anyway. Um, I was like, I want to see what these guys are saying and I want to publish their work and rewrite it in plain English in a newsletter and we'll see what happens. And that's literally how the company started just with Joel, my business partner. We started writing a newsletter, rewriting science papers, sharing brain food recipes. And the rest is sort of history two years later still writing the same newsletter, um, still love it. I learn so much from doing it. And uh, and I feel great all the time, like genuinely, which is the most important thing because I take brain care unbelievably seriously and everything else flows from that. That's so cool. And and I really enjoy reading your website and your newsletter because I think 
the way you're telling the story is it's just so from a personal place which is is really readable and great and I I mean I want I wanted to ask just for people listening as well that you know the supplement is great start but you can't then go and drink like three bottles of wine I'm guessing or you know eat McDonald's every night or whatever enter thing here that might mess up your brain a little bit it, it is is the point that you take it alongside being curious about brain care in other areas as well yeah so I mean it's a great question and multiple things in that the first is that um the most important thing you could do is is not take our supplement or any supplement is to have a better diet that takes care of your brain but the reality is that's really hard and most people don't do it it's time consuming it's expensive annoyingly that's just how it is um so the second most important thing is not to ignore it so you know the the common thing that most people do is like you know and doctors will do this a lot they'll recommend that you just have a whole food diet just eat all of these different foods every single day and they just neglect the fact that's not behavior that people do so you know, when we're trying to explain to people about brain care, you know, overall, it's a system, there's loads of things that go into it. But doing a little bit more every day, that's a little bit better for you, is a great start. And actually, you know, if you take our supplement, for example, every day, and then you eat a massive McDonald's, good for you, enjoy the McDonald's, that doesn't matter, don't eat a McDonald's every day. But yeah, eating the McDonald's doesn't negate, you know, having a supplement. And actually, more to the point, not having the McDonald's that you want, that time you desperately want it, is more likely to do you harm than good anyway. So enjoy it. Like the thing that we try and explain to people is not, this is not a game of perfection. This is a game of making yourself overall feel better and taking supplements that are designed to make you feel healthier will make you feel better. Drinking a bit more water every day will do more for you than coffee, but good news, coffee is actually great for your brain as well. So the thing that we do that I really enjoy is the, the starting point with Heights as a brand purpose was to try and share uplifting information. It's really easy to sell our product to people who are living in fear, um, especially during COVID. We've got, for example, all the vitamin D in our product that you need um, for COVID, along with all the government guidelines. We haven't run a single piece of content online or anything you know, publicly like that. There's information on our website, obviously, ref- referencing the studies and saying that it's, it's plant-based because our whole product is plant-based. It's in our product, et cetera. But you know, that's not an angle that we would take because people are scared. Um, mm-hmm. we're all about selling through positivity and uplifting stories and trying to find, you know, the ways to make people enjoy being part of the brand story. So, you know, coffee's good for you. Here's the studies about why it's good for you. And actually it's really good for preventing Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. There's a lot of studies that show that, especially dark roast coffee beans. We say don't have it after 2 p.m. But like, remember, I'm a former insomniac. So me saying that actually does have some weight. I do drink coffee. I, drink, I don't drink any after two, but that's my rule. Um, red wine is good for you. There is resveratrol in red wine. It's good. Yeah, everything in moderation as well. Like, you know, I drink whiskey occasionally. I, you know, drinking lots of alcohol. Alcohol is poison. It is bad for your brain. I can't pretend it's not those things. That is the scientific fact. But everything in moderation, as long as you're enjoying it, will literally start to help you feel better every single day. Um, this is kind of the message that we're trying to bring people on a journey with us for. We, we're really not about just taking a daily supplement. You know, the point of engaging with Heights and becoming a customer is um, our social media, our newsletter, our emails that pop up in your inbox from different scientific experts on various topics. They will help educate you in super short and snappy ways because everyone's busy and no one's got less time for anything beyond more than like taking care of themselves, ironically. 
So we do it as quickly as we possibly can, but give you little nudges of a tip or something to remind you about how to take care of your brain today. And these are the things that actually make the biggest impact to people. And the scaremongering tactics of telling people these totalitarian absolutes is a massive waste of time. It only works for 1% of people. So 1% of people are ultra healthy and 99% of us neglect everything else. That is like the sign of marketing and efforts completely failing. We need more people to be feeling a little bit better, not 1% of people to feel 100%. That's like useless. Exactly. I really like this because it's just so realistic, isn't it? Like it just makes everyone feel better and that it's more achievable because, and I think it's such a shame that over the last few years, we have become a little bit allergic as consumers to wellness. Like I'm, I, I almost like kind of, I don't know, don't want to touch that word anymore. And it's such a shame because there's so much goodness that can come out of a little bit of wellness. It's not a bad word. It just got tarred with this brush of anti-wrinkle creams that cost 200 pounds that don't work. And what you're doing is is great. And um I guess I wanted to ask you quickly to do with brain care, which in a slightly different direction is the work that you do do in the kind of spirituality realm, or at least your curiosity with finding ways for you to function in a way that has got rid of some of the mental health problems from the past. And I'm so interested in all of this stuff. And I feel like Mm. you've read so many books on it and you're just practicing it. But um, it's probably too much of a long story to go into but something that I heard you say on another show was your the gratitude um sort of morning ritual that you have I wondered would you be able to just talk a bit about where you've got to in terms of some practices that you do every day to stay good and sane 100% I'd love to and you know maybe we can do another episode another time that's just on spirituality because you know, I really want to let, let, let listeners know, um, you know, I grew up Jewish and my dad sort of believed in it. My mum didn't really. And I totally disengaged from it. I didn't really understand it at all. And when he passed away, I, I basically felt no connection to religion. And my religion was connected to spirituality because that is the benefit and negative of religion. Um, so if your religion is connected to your sense of spirituality and then your source of your religious connection, in my case, my dad passes away, it's gone. So I felt very unconnected. I was absolutely convinced there is no afterlife and everything else. So super, super, super surprised that I am as spiritual as I am today because to the complete 180, um, I'm 100% convinced that there's an afterlife. I'm 100% convinced in reincarnation. I could do a whole episode on comparing spirituality beliefs to science and prove my theories by referencing all sorts of things, for example, um, just looking at a tree and how a uh, seed becomes a tree and, you know, uh, creates the CO2 and oxygen that we breathe and the birds that pollinate the plants and all sorts of things that is literally just reincarnation in action before our eyes. And yet we think that that is a completely obscure concept. Yet it literally is how the earth survives. Um, but in terms of like bringing it back to something more practical. So you know, I mentioned earlier anxiety, um, you know, anxiety and stress are very common. You know, I'm, by the way, I, I suffer from these things as well, like a normal person. So I am a work in progress like everyone else is. But anxiety and stress are very common um, things. And I'm very lucky that I don't suffer much from either at the moment or, or regularly at all. Um, and one of the things I like is this, this concept of, you know, stress is essentially um, not accepting you know, basically wanting something to be different in the future that hasn't already happened because you're here now. So it's this like weird 
concept of just not accepting reality on reality's terms today, so as they are. And the more you percolate on that thought that there is nothing other than right now, and a, a book, by the way, that I found hugely inspiring was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Um, he's an amazing articulator on the simplicity of spirituality as well, which is that being present in the moment is the fastest way to alleviate yourself of the stresses of the past, the stresses of the future, which essentially are your ego taking over and trying to make you stress about all of these things. And I really highly subscribe to another book recommendation, by the way, The Untethered Soul. Um, really great references and ways of explaining your mind, as, as he says in that book, is your noisy roommate that you just find unbelievably irritating that you have to live with. So I love this idea, you know, you are not your thoughts, you are not your ego, and you are not your noisy roommate. You are the bit in between that has that silence and that, and that calm. So that's why mindfulness and meditation is so powerful, because your mind doesn't want you to be present in the now. It wants you to think about the past, things you've done wrong. It wants you to think about the future and the things you're going to do. And there is value in that stuff as well. But there's also value in, you know, observing your thoughts. I know this is stuff that you do as well, like having conversation with your own mind, your own thoughts, absolutely the right approach. Um, and conversing with it and acknowledging it. And it doesn't make it crazy. It just you're acknowledging that it's there. Um, that is an unbelievably sensible and powerful way of dealing with this. Um, for me, the most impactful thing, um, that I, the way I start my day, which is the question you asked and then I meandered, is, is about gratitude. So a long time ago, I, I learned, you know, the lesson as, as entrepreneurs do. Entrepreneurs will always want more. Um, and frankly, if you can't be happy with what you've got today, then you know the you know the idea of money, for example, is such a great one because if you're not happy with the money you've got today, you won't be happy with the money you've got in the future either, because future you will want more money too. So the trick is to make yourself really happy and fulfilled with what you've got today. And it's not that easy, but the way you do that is through practicing gratitude. So the way that I practice gratitude as the first thing I do every single morning, and before anyone that's listening is like, this guy is such an annoying knob because he's so pious. Um, I'm not. I've written myself a message um, because I do not wake up every single day and remember to be grateful. Uh, that is, I think, a dream that I will do one day. But two years in the in two years in the making and every single day in a row, um, I wake up to a message I wrote to myself, which says, "I'm grateful for waking up today." And that's because it's you know the more you understand your biology and, and science, the more you realize there's a lot conspiring to kill you in your sleep. Um, it is literally a miracle that you wake up in the morning. And if you've been through, sadly, you know, the tragic death of someone you love, you really do appreciate life more. And, you know, death is not really something to be feared. Death is something to really appreciate and admire because the purpose of death is to make you have more purpose in your life and to understand the time that you have is precious. So being able to wake up and the first thought you have in a day to be ungrateful waking up today, um, super powerful and simple thing, but it's literally a handwritten note. I mean, on lined paper, I mean, I keep thinking I wish I'd have just put this, I, I wish I'd rewritten this and made it look nice because it doesn't even look nice. Um, but for two years, it's just been sitting there sort of decaying over my, uh, on my bedside table, but it works. And it's the first thing I see. And it's a really important thing because I might have had a bad dream. You know, there might be some chaos that I'm about to see on Twitter or whatever might be about to hit my day. But I remember that I woke up and loads of people didn't. And that's mm -hmm. something to be thankful for. Definitely, definitely. 
Oh, well, Dan, that has gone really quickly. And I feel like we do need to do a part two about all sorts of other things. But congratulations on Heights, because you only started it a year ago, didn't you? Yeah, it launched on January the 6th. And, you know, it's gone off like a rocket ship, I think, also because we have customers who are super fanboys, like Stephen Fry um, and Jay Shetty, and like people who are very um, respected, that you can't buy testimonials from, you can't buy their advocacy, they have to take it, feel the impact, and then buy into it. And so the reviews and testimonials that we get, and then the advocacy from the people that you respect their decisions, that's been a huge part of our strategy. So um, very lucky. But also, it's, you know, it's purposeful. So it feel, every day I feel like I'm waking up and doing something that I care about. And literally nothing makes me happier than Trustpilot reviews. So sad. Yes. So well, no, that's good, me. though. I bet you're going refreshing that page. Because yeah. that's the thing is, I feel like I feel lucky to be alive in this time, which is, you know, for many reasons. But one being that this type of conversation is becoming just very mainstream. It used to be that it was very out there to be reading spiritual books or talking about this stuff or even talking about our mental health is relatively new, isn't it? And I know you've spoken yep. so, so honestly, um, the the Stephen Bartlett interview that you did that's two hours long talking about stuff. You know, it's um, amazing that we can listen and almost not be shocked anymore at any of it. Mm. And we're all in this together and we all need to take care of our minds. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, without selling us or anything like you know it's the single most important decision a human being can make in my opinion is to prioritize their brain like it sounds so obvious but it isn't and when you really think about the kind of practices and things and behaviors you do for starters like no one takes supplements for their brain like as a starting point right which is why it's an exciting early stage place to be because you're introducing an idea that's backed up by science but beyond the nutrition side, like most of the behaviors, most of the things we do on a daily basis, take our brains for granted. We don't really think about prioritizing it or, you know, even getting enough air and, you know, like finding time to be mindful for 10 minutes, all these little things. Um, yet all of those things, that's small little actions, they compound and they solve a lot of the problems that sadly people constantly look for solutions for. And they're all mo- like pretty much within our reach. Mm. Totally. Well, I'll link all of the links below to for anyone listening who wants to read more, listen to more, find out more. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. I loved it.